You're listening to a Leisure Moment podcast with your host, Deetra Helvey, who's always ready to have a casual conversation about her love for literature. Book signings are always amazing. However, sometimes they do not always land to the best atmosphere to truly have a sit-down chat one-on-one. After meeting Kimberly at a book signing at Fiction Addiction, I was excited when the opportunity to go even deeper about her book, Forbidden, was available. Listen as Kimberly and I talk about life experiences and her world of writing in this casual conversation. Enjoy! Hello, Kimberly. This is Deetra. Hi, Deetra. How are you? I am doing great. Good. It's so fun to talk to you. You as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. And um, I know you're just a, a pinch under the weather, but we are just so excited to have you. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. This is my first podcast. Oh, well, wonderful. So this is exciting and new. <laughs> you know, I was so thrilled to be able to um, talk to you and meet you um, when you visit Greenville at Fiction Addiction. That was such a great experience. Yes, I was wondering if that was you, the same person. <laughs> that was the same. <laughs> I think so. Okay, good, good. Yes. I couldn't mean to ask you that when we were emailing and setting this up. So yes. thank you for coming. That was so much fun. It was a great book tour. Oh, yeah, that, it, yes, it was. And that was me over there on the end. You know, I always had a, a quick answer um, for you guys. It was a it was a great twist, too. I like the way that um, you came to together and kind of put us to work with creating our own little story yeah. summary. <laughs> yes, it was. It was really fun to do. Well, we yeah. are so excited to be able to talk to you about um, your first YA novel, Forbidden. Yes. Um, and it just has a, a beautiful cover, a beautiful theme. Um, and I'm just ready to, to jump right in um, with that discussion of, of your novel. I, I noticed okay, that you great. have several middle grade books as well. So tell me a yes. little bit about the, the switch from middle grade to YA. Um, it feels like a switch for people who've been reading my middle grade for mm -hmm. many years. Um, I've had seven middle grade published many, many years ago under a different agent, different time. I did three books set here in New Mexico about some of the, the tribal cultures and time slipping, time travel back to the time of the conquistadors here in the Southwest based on some true stories. And then I kind of went through this, what I call the famine, mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, my books were orphaned and my agent got out of publishing with you know, children's books and then got out of agenting altogether. So um, by the time I got another agent and we got another book deal, several years had gone by, but I just kept writing and writing, was working on actually some more middle grade as, as well as Forbidden, uh -huh. uh, which the old title was called The Secret Rights of the Goddess. But, Ooh, okay. Um, and so I was actually writing both, and I've switched back and forth as I've learned the craft of writing, you know, over like 15 years, mm -hmm. it just took a lot longer for Forbidden to be published. And then I did four books with Scholastic, 
And Forbidden's got an interesting publishing history. Um, been researching the ancient Middle East and belly dance and goddess temples and the tribal people for about 15 years um, and was working on the book, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And it actually sold for the first time in 2008, which is a long time ago. And that publisher, I, I won't name the publisher, it doesn't oh, really matter, no um, that, but they wanted me, because I'd had success with my middle grade, they wanted me to turn it into a middle grade novel. And I made a good faith attempt, but it really, it's not a middle grade novel. Right. It's no. really upper YA, and, mm-hmm. and some people even, you know, think it's really in the adult arena. Um, so we ended up pulling it back um, and gave that publisher something else, another middle grade novel. <laughs> we swapped it out, and then the hunt for a new publisher started, and I did another revision on it. We sent it out, and then it sold to Harper Collins in a three-book deal for, uh, for the entire trilogy, whereas the previous publisher had only bought the first book to see what would happen with it. Um, so it sold in two, fall of 2011 again, mm-hmm. and then it was supposed to come out in 2013. It got delayed due to a variety of different things on my end and the publisher's end. And finally it came out at the end of 2014. <laughs> so it's really got quite a saga. <laughs> it does. Um so I just uh, never gave up and just hoped I'd really see it as a real book. And here it is. Um, yesterday, it launched three months ago yesterday, and I can hardly believe that, you know, it's like it's out in the world now for three months yeah. after all these years. So it's um, because I think, story of my heart. <laughs> and I think that when um, we met, when you were in Greenville, South Carolina, um, I, can't, I think your date was coming up. Because I or you were having a big launch party with belly dancing or maybe it it had already occurred. It just happened. Yes, okay. that was. You know, we were in Charlotte, North Carolina, for the actual launch day, mm-hmm. and which landed on as a great time because that's where my my agency is is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, so it was fun to have it there. And, Right. And a big party. Yes, I hired a, a local tribal dancer to come, and we had cool. all the food. And so it was a great evening. And Park Road Books is the one that, that sponsored it. So, Well, I, um, I love your website because it provides both um, all of your readers an opportunity to click on if you're interested in the middle grade click here if you're interested in the YA click here that's that's a new feature I haven't seen that feature in websites before so oh, I, really? I think well from yeah for me yeah. I so I think that's right. a great a great feature where um, um, readers can just choose which area mm-hmm. they're going into well um, I started thinking about that last summer before Forbidden, you know, we were getting ready to launch and making all the plans, you know, for launch day and the tour and, and mm-hmm. all that. And I thought I really want to redesign my website a little bit. And because I get a lot of fan mail, you know, from elementary school kids, um, mm-hmm. Elastic has my middle grade in the book fairs through middle school, actually, through eighth grade. So I, I get fan letters from third graders you know, all the way up to eighth graders who write me about my books, um, which is great. But knowing that Forbidden is really, you know, 14 and up, 
um, I just didn't want the middle graders to accidentally stumble across. <laughs> I understand. Because um, they'll they get my email address or my website, or they'll mm-hmm. leave comments on the website itself. Sometimes I might hear from teachers as well um, who may be passing along a letter from one of their students. So I talked to my agent and my editor about the idea of having two sides to a website. I thought that was a great idea, and then hired a local um, author illustrator here in Albuquerque area to do all the graphics and design it and then uh, an actual webmaster who hosts the site to do the you know behind the scenes all the HTML which right. <laughs> I do anything about so I think it turned out really nice I'm really pleased with it well let's talk a little yeah. bit about um, about forbidden um, okay. I've I have already read the book of course and my review is over at once upon a twilight and just yeah. tell us a little bit about forbidden of course we won't um, give our listeners and readers any any spoilers um, but <laughs> would love to hear about your main characters because it is a pretty pretty deep um, pretty deep novel Oh gosh. Um, okay. Sometimes I, went, I wonder always how to start because there's um, so much to the book. Of course, it's ancient Mesopotamia, 1759 BC, <clears throat> and I, I chose that year because of the significant event that King Hammurabi, who was um, the king over the empire of Babylon mm. and Babylonia, was pushing his way north and conquering cities, and in that year. Is, is when they went into the city of Mari, which sits on the Euphrates River, and laid siege to the city and the king. They had once been allies, <laughs> and he sensed the king's weakening there, mm-hmm. so he struck and took over. Um, I knew that I, I wanted, you know, around that time period, because Jaden, my main character, is um, what they, you know, call Bedouins, or at the time, you know, nomadic people. Of Mesopotamia, where they they have camels and they travel the desert in search of water and spend their summers at the oases. Uh, and the city of Tadmar, where the oases is in the book, is an actual place from that time period as well. The city uh, modern day is Palmyra, mm-hmm. and so these are um, the the area that my book focuses on is like current day, modern day Jordan and Syria. Okay. Um, and in the part of the book, uh, it, it's not named, but they travel up through Petra as well. People have heard of that magnificent ancient city of Petra. Mm-hmm. So Petra, of course, was a city during like the first, second, third centuries BC at the Roman era. And of course, my book's about, you know, 1400 years earlier than that. So it wasn't called that, but it was called the Edomite Lands. So a lot of my information um, about tribal people and the lands of Edomite, of the Edomites or um, the Moabites, Midianites, you know, come from the Bible era as well. Mm-hmm. So she is a part of a nomadic tribe that is a descendant of Abraham, the prophet. Um, he was very nomadic. Um, he was a wealthy nomad with thousands of camels and sheep and goats. Um, so course we know Abraham had um, a son um, Isaac and Ishmael Mm -hmm. and the Arab people are descended through Ishmael and we always hear about the 12 tribes of Israel 
Well, it turns out Ishmael, and I started researching all this many years ago, he had 12 sons as well, called the 12 princes of Ishmael. And okay. as I researched those tribes, I chose one of the lesser known mm-hmm. tribes of Ishmael, the Nephish or Nafish tribe, which is the one that Jaden belongs to, um, that we know was in that general area but don't know much about. So I chose that one. I tried to make the book as historically accurate you know, as I could. Although a lot of people think they call it almost like young adult fantasy, historical fantasy, because the setting is so exotic and so different from anything else out there. It, it almost it reads like a fantasy. <laughs> yeah, and, but when but, I read it, I also had, you know, I was thinking, oh, this is really a, a, a hints of historical fiction as well. Um, th- this really complements the... 6th grade, 10th grade, and in our area hit on the world history standards. Oh, really? Oh, yes. And so, yeah. and so it really, <laughs> you know, when the upper YA kiddos or, you know, adults are reading that, um, reading Forbidden, I'm sure they're making connections when they're reading. Oh, yeah, my social studies teacher taught me all about Mesopotamia. So just hearing mm-hmm. you talk about all of those components just brings me yes. back to that, that piece. So tell us yes. a little bit about the dilemma that Jaden is in. Um, well, she is a 16-year-old girl um, of a small tribe, like I mentioned, and her her parents have been longtime friends since childhood with the king of of their tribe, and she is betrothed to one of the the sons who is in line for the throne. Her sister had been betrothed to the oldest brother, but he was killed in a raid earlier uh, the previous year. And so, um, you know, Jane's grown up with Horeb, but um, she starts suspecting that some things have happened the last couple years that turned him, you know, kind of um, cruel, and she's not sure, you know, what's going on with him. Um, He's always been kind of a tease, but Mm -hmm. she realizes... Um, this is, the book opens on the night of her betrothal dance, and so the the roots of the ancient dance, of Middle Eastern dance, what we call modernly belly dance, started you know many many thousands of years ago. Archaeologists have found statues of belly dancers that date back like 8,000 years ago, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And so um, the women would get together to dance for betrothals and for weddings and. It was a means to help them through childbirth. And so the book opens on the night of her betrothal dance, and she has to dance before the women of her tribe, you know, her mother and her sister and her aunts and cousins and neighbors, her grandmother's there. Um, And yet she's really inside. She's really um, worried about actually marrying Horb and what will life be like with him because um, he's not very kind and very self-centered. Um, so she doesn't tell anybody. You know, mm-hmm. a girl at that time period doesn't didn't have a lot of rights, even though her family is kind. There are, you know, certain tribal rules and laws, and your parents, mm-hmm. you know, chose <laughs> mm-hmm. who you'd marry for you. Um, and in parts of the world still, um, there are arranged marriages. A couple of years ago, we traveled um, through Jordan and got to visit Petra and, and meet some Bedouin family who lived in Wadi Rum, and it was really great. Uh, 
and our one of our Jordanian tour guides talked about his own arranged marriage. Wow! Here in the modern day, yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was interesting to hear. I mean, it's a little. He did get to meet his wife, right? <laughs> over the previous year, um, but his family, you know, here he was, this bachelor up in his thirties, was like, "It's time to get you married. We have a girl for you." Um, so he he told the story about how they would meet, he'd go to her house and with her family around, and they got to know each other over a year's period. And at any time, he said that she could have backed out, though. Um, and uh, but they got married and they're happy. They've got three beautiful children. He showed you know, pictures and everything. It was fun to talk to him because his um, his grandfather had um, his family had been Bedouins living in the desert, and it was um, his father I think who was the first person to stop living in the desert on their camels alone and you know move to the city. So I really picked his brain right. about a lot of things. So um, so. Sorry. No, 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 no. I was going to say, how amazing is that to be able to have that type of personal experience to be able to travel there, go there, oh. and embed that experience yeah. within your a writing. Dream come true. <laughs> it, it was really yes. a dream come true. I've been wanting to go there forever and just never thought I would, especially with a lot of the upheaval um, that's going on. And we found some great tour guides here in the, in the States, and they just take small groups of people. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of friends over there. So they told me that we were going to be able to meet, you know, go to the tents of the Bedouin family and some of the Bedouins that live around Petra and the caves there. And so it was just a thrill. We just had a wonderful time. Jordan was great, and uh, the people there were very friendly and so we just you just feel like you step right. back in time. We know all these thousands of years um, because the Bedouin people still live like that. Mm-hmm. There are there are fewer and fewer of them all the time because you know they're going to live in the cities and towns, and even the the Bedouins who live around Petra and a lot of them will find a cave and they you know make it up into a home. Um, but the Jordanian government they they build a town there because they want the people, the, the, you know, the children, to go to school and have access to, to medical, um, you know, right. doctors and hospitals. So well, it, people it, love their lifestyle right. you know, and their freedom. Um, and it looks like you also, um, also do school visits as well. So I am sure that you are able to embed those experiences within um, your school yeah. visits and talks as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like doing that. I've got a whole PowerPoint, you know, with pictures that I took there. And if anybody's interested, too, that's listening, um, I've posted a lot of my pictures from my trip of, of Petra and Jordan on uh, my Pinterest boards. Okay. Um, and we'll make sure we add a link to that as well. And yeah. for anyone that's okay. a teacher out there, you also have a wonderful teacher's guide that is connected with the Common Core State Standards for each activity, yes. which I think yes. that's amazing <laughs> as well. Yes, for all my books, my middle grade and oh, okay. for they're all Common Core aligned with um, activities and crafts and and then discussion questions and everything, yes. My my sister does my teacher's guides. Uh-huh. She's a master teacher in the oh, Bay Area wonderful. where I grew up. And uh, so she's wonderful. And then she, so I've got the teacher's guides. I've also got mother-daughter book club guides. 
Well, if someone hasn't um, read Forbidden yet, they'll just have to find out about Jaden's life and see where the road leads her. Um, You know, Um, there's a very exotic picture of her belly dancing um, on the front. Um, just the, the sway of the cloth in her dress. Now, I have to have to say, one of your latest Twitter uh, Twitter posts. Um, so, what's this I hear about belly dancing lessons? Belly dance class last night kicked oh, my hips. I, Are you doing yeah. some belly dancing? <laughs> oh yes, I started belly dancing probably about ten years ago. <laughs> so wow. It's, it's, so much fun. It's great exercise. It'll really, you know, <laughs> kick your hips. <laughs> cool. Um, you get sore. Um, it's a great exercise, and, and I love it because it's a dance that anybody can do at any age of your life, and you know, at any size. <laughs> you don't have to be this, you know, like a ballet dancer, you know, a certain height and, and build. Anybody can do it, and every woman looks beautiful doing it because every woman brings her own personality you know and style and, well, and her body to it so it's great it's a lot of fun you're, you're almost convincing me that I need to try it because you know my, <laughs> my, my husband always picks at me I don't really have any rhythm I kind of move from side to side and click my fingers you know so maybe oh. <laughs> maybe I need to try the belly dancing lessons <laughs> yes and you can find a studio just about anywhere in the country and there's all kinds of great videos that you can find, you know, online and, and through Amazon. Um, so I do a lot of it just at home in my living room. Just put a tape in, and and you really can work up a sweat. It can be very aerobic. Um, not that you're jumping around, mm-hmm. like you think of aerobics, but just right. it's su- such controlled movements that you break into a sweat. <laughs> you're hardly moving. It's really amazing. So well, well, tell us. Um, oh, well, yeah, and, and and I need and I need to do that as well. Um, tell us, what are your? Do you have any current projects? Uh, well, right now we're finishing the uh, final revisions for book two of the Forbidden trilogy, and I just yesterday actually got um, a firm pub date for that. It's going to be February second of next year. They talked about moving it later in the spring, but they decided to move it up. Um, So I'm glad about that. Mm -hmm. I have people who finish the ending and say, what, what? You ended in such a (laughs) cliffhanger. Um, So, of course, in book two, we know, well, in book one, Jaden meets this mysterious boy from the frankincense lands. And that's a whole other story to tell Mm -hmm. you about the mysterious frankincense lands um, from Oman on the Arabian Sea. So, of course, in book two, she has to go to the Frankincense land and uh, ends up in a big tribal war with several armies and horror of her betrothed and all of that. And her sister, you know, has been sucked into the life of the goddess temples. Um, so, so I'm working on that, and then I'm putting together some proposals um, for some future projects. I've also written a, a book um, set in, like, like Victorian Southern Gothic uh, mm-hmm. in the Victorian era at a at a plantation in Louisiana. Oh, so. <laughs> sounds like a very interesting setting. Yes. Um, my middle grade are all set, actually, in, in the bayous and swamps of okay. Cajun country, Louisiana. Ma- kind of magical realism, mystery mm-hmm. adventure stories. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that part of the world. It's like a second home to me. So I kind of go back in time and do this kind of a 
thriller <laughs> set, set in like the 1780s, or the, I mean the 1870s, sorry. <laughs> well, I, I have so, to kind of um, tease you. Fingers crossed it sells, right? <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. Well, I have to kind of tease you a little bit because I was glancing through your through your blog and I noticed that you kind of were highlighting um, a book that was about bacon. Oh, yeah. And I, <laughs> I just, just saw your message. <laughs> <laughs> and so that kind of threw me off a bit because, you know, I'm thinking I didn't realize there were a lot of people out there that, you know, love the bacon and the sweetness. I'm going to have to, I'm going to tag you in this picture. I have um, a picture of some very yummy chocolate ganache type uh, cupcakes that my mom made. Oh, and guess heavenly. what? With bacon bacon <gasps> sprinkled on oh, wow. top bacon embedded inside of it and it's like wow if I could send this to Kimberly virtually she would just love it so I'll tag <laughs> yeah, you I in a picture chocolate. of it <laughs> <laughs> any brownies cookies cakes donuts <laughs> or or Dr. Peppers right Dr. Peppers as well for you <laughs> yes <laughs> Oh, it helps get me through the revisions and the deadlines. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But then after all of that is said and done, when you hold that novel in your hand and you see the cover and you just can feel your characters and see them on paper and know they're getting into the hands of readers, what an amazing feeling, I'm sure. It really is. It really is. It's a dream come true since I was a child and fell in love with books. <laughs> They're like magical. To oh, me yes. Because you can go anywhere and be any person mm-hmm. um, to the story of a book. And books, you know, make you sob your eyes out sometimes. And <laughs> Yes, they and do. And so, yeah, it's great. So it's uh, very exciting. Oh, yes. Well, we are so thrilled to have you with um, a Leisure Moments podcast and having this casual conversation. Thank you so much for spending your time with us this evening. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it. I look forward to the picture of the cupcakes, too. (laughs) Oh, believe me, you're going to get that picture. You'll be tagged in that picture definitely tonight. So be on the lookout. I will. Okay. Have a good one. You're welcome. Bye. Hey, bye bye. Hey, if you enjoyed that episode, let us know on iTunes by giving us a great review. We want to thank all our listeners again. Check us out at AleisureMoment.com. Like us on Facebook and Twitter. Have a good one.